Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secret Birds HQ podcast. And this is podcast episode number 83. And today we are joined by Margaret Vandergriff. And Margaret provides relocation planning tools, strategies, and support to help people find a place to live that they love. She founded her company, which is called Harvest Moon Coaching, after a disastrous relocation experience shed light on the need for a reliable, unbiased system to guide the search for the right place to live. Margaret created this system by adapting tools and strategies she developed over 25 years as a successful grants consultant to help people take the guesswork of their relocation search, save time and money looking, and feel confident that they'll thrive in the place that they choose. Margaret, it is such a pleasure to have you and welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Joanne. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for having me. It is my absolute pleasure. And I am so excited to have you here because uh, I love traveling, uh, like we've discussed, and I love moving. And what you do is so incredibly rare. You are the rare bird, okay? You are the epitome of the rare bird because what you do is so rare. I've never met someone that offers um, a, a, a service that you offer in this particular way. I mean, obviously, we know companies that are relocation companies that help yes. you to find a new flat and blah, blah, blah. But you are offering something very special and, and really unique and different. And I'm really excited for you to share what you do and how you do it and to jump right into the topic. So before we begin, would you like to tell us a little bit more about you and who you are and how you arrived at where you are now? Yes, um, I'd love to. So um, I, I was born in San Francisco, California, and I went to college briefly before I decided um, I was not cut out for that. And I went into nonprofit work where I learned about fundraising and um, just all about nonprofits, and I was very interested in it. And um, the work itself didn't pay that well, and it really wasn't a job that was going to go anywhere, but it was great, uh, a great educational experience for me. And um, so what I did was after I quit that job, I moved out of the Bay Area because it was too expensive, and I moved to Austin, Texas, which was a lot more expensive at the time. This was in 1990, so it was a small city at the time, and nobody really knew much about it. And um, I decided when I got there that, I mean, it was like everything opened up for me when I got there, and I, I decided to start a business. And um, really just, <laughs> I don't know, it was kind of crazy. I just decided, yeah, I'm going to offer grant writing and research services to nonprofits. And um, honestly, I, at the time, I had never actually <laughs> written a grant proposal, but I knew a lot about um, the process and I knew how to write. And I was like, I can do this. And when you're 25, you think you can do anything. Oh, yeah. And it's a good thing. You've got, I'm that, unshakable, that, you've got that unshakable confidence. <laughs> and and that yes. sort of, that kind of hubris, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're yes. so arrogant and up yourself. Like, I know I was. Exactly. <laughs> I was too. I was too. Yeah. yeah. I'm, glad. Sure. I'm sure. glad I did it, you know, because, geez, um, <clears throat> excuse me. And so I started the business. It took three years really to take off. Mm. But, um, 
it did. And then it, it was just, it just went great for 25 years. I, um, I bought a house with the money I raised, I not raised, I earned from my business. I, um, I had a daughter, I helped raise her with it. Mm. I, you know, it was a great, great deal. And then my daughter went off to college and my husband at the time was like, I'm taking a job up in West Texas. And I was like, oh, okay. And I thought, well, you know, what am I going to do here? And what the heck, I might as well. And so I did. And then that led me to an awful place. And I was like, this is not working. The marriage fell apart. And I went into the closest city mm. where I met my current husband. And we decided to move again. And um, it took a long time to try to figure out a place. We thought we figured out a place, moved there. It turned out to be a really, really bad decision. Right. And it all led me to this place where I am today, which is how do I help other people from having to go through this? I don't want other people to have to go through all the time and money and stress and hassle to move someplace only to find that it's just completely the wrong place for them. I want to help people figure out before they move that this is the place and do all the work required to confirm that that's the place as mm. to the best of their ability. And then, you know, have a successful move because I feel like this is something that has not really been addressed, um, that people don't really have a way to figure out where to move. Um, mm. There's a lot of information, but no clear roadmap really. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, especially now, because people are more, um, I think we're more mobile than ever before. I think yes. especially um, my generation and the generation after me, the millennials and, and so on and so forth, we move at a pace that our parents and our grandparents never did. You know, I mean, I have lived in so many countries and I've got friends who've lived in other countries too. And we're not diplomats, you know, <laughs> you know, there was right. a time where moving around meant you were either a diplomat, an ambassador, or you, you know, you worked for UN or something like that, or maybe your family was involved in some kind of international organization. But now the way the world is, people just move. That's just how it is. People are always moving. So it's, it's definitely, Absolutely. it's definitely a niche and it's definitely um, an industry that's, that's needed. So, um, okay, great. Well, and I think too, that um, with the economy, the way it's going and the way employment is shifting mm -hmm. and that, that really self-employment is becoming so much more prevalent mm. and that, that the fact that people are moving that direction means that more people as we, you know, go into the future are going to be in the position where if they want to move, they can because they're not tied to place by a job. Yeah, the technology has redefined what it means to have a job. And we don't yes. have to be location specific any longer. And that means that it, there's a rise for, for businesses like yours, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Harvest Moon Coaching. Would you like to share with us the, 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 how you came about the, with the name, the reason behind the name? Sure, Harvest sure. I'd love to. Yes. Well, for one thing, I mean, just thinking of the word Harvest Moon, I just, it conjures up this image. I just, I love the image of a big, full, bright moon. Mm. Um, and my tagline is lighting the way to your happy place. So mm. it's 
under the moonlight, we're going to walk off and find your happy place. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, any also the symbolism behind it, um, it symbolizes productivity. So right. the idea being that, um, it used to be, you know, before I came up with the system, when, when there was no system, it could take, you know, you could spend months, maybe years, just kind of spinning your wheels, kind of looking online, da, 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 not really mm. getting some traction. Yeah. So the whole idea with the system is creating the traction mm. um, that we need in order to make our move happen more efficiently um, and successfully. So the idea is the productivity end of it. And also the other symbolism behind a harvest moon is um, planning for the future, um, mm. new beginnings and planning for the future. And mm. a lot of what I do with my clients is we do a lot of planning. So planning mm. for the future and really getting specific about it because a big key about finding the right place to live is knowing exactly what you need, um, what's most important to you to be happy where you live. And so um, it's really digging down and sort of kind of doing a strategic planning process um, mm. on a personal level and setting goals and like, what do I want my life to look like and what do I need in order for the, to happen this way and how does place play into that yeah um, def definitely because i think now more than ever we care about our 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 mental health our our physical health and we're more in touch with who we are and 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 what makes us feel comfortable and i know for me for example i need to be i need to live in a country where i can escape into nature i have to uh -huh. you know i can't you know, I can live in the big city and that's great. I love, I love, I love the city life, but I need to be able to escape. I need to know that on the weekends or whenever I can just go and I can be in nature. And if I don't have that, I can't thrive. So that's, for example, right. something for me, whereas for someone else is, you know, they might need the beach or they might need to have, um, you know, uh, museums nearby or be in the countryside. And I think it's so important to, to know and understand that because this is what adds quality of life you know do I live close to will I live close to my job can I walk home can I cycle will I be stuck in traffic for three hours these are all <laughs> yeah. the things that that we take for granted but that really add value or take away value from our, our lifestyles absolutely mm -hmm. yeah yeah and and I think things that maybe our parents didn't think about because it was just like okay you need a job and you need to earn and that's it Whereas that's right for us it's like no we're a bit more spoiled aren't we <laughs> yeah so, we are aren't we <laughs> mm, yeah definitely well thank you so much for telling us more about about you and what you do and the name and you know telling us more about your system and your guide for finding your quote unquote happy place we should all find our happy place and what we're going to do now is jump right into the conversation and we're going to our conversation is going to be quite fluid because we don't have a specific topic uh, what we do have is a, is a sort of a layered topic. So we're going to discuss what it's like starting a business at 25, say, versus, say, say age 50. We're going to discuss um, how misfortune, like, for example, with Margaret, as you just mentioned, how a bad move um, helped you to start your new business. And then, which is, so, which is usually the case with so many people and so many women, it's always something, you know, like a divorce or getting fired. Mm -hmm. But there's always something. <laughs> And then lastly, we always have these dramatic shifts in our lives as women. I yes. think, and, and I think that that's what makes women, I think, so interesting for me to interview because I feel like we're always changing 
and we're always being uh -huh. forced to change, whether it's through our physiology, how our body changes, or you know, having kids or getting married, going through divorce. I just think like we're always changing, we're always going through things, and and starting a business is usually the direct result of some kind of change. And then finally, um, how a change of place can change your life. So for you, it was moving um, to West Texas from our, or to Austin initially from San Francisco. So yes, yes. Yeah. So where would you like to begin? Would you like to begin with starting a business at age 25 versus age 50? Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good place to start. Um, okay, sure. And, and it also sort of ties in with like going, you know, the moving, the whole process of moving from a mm. place that it, uh, starting a business did not seem possible to mm. moving a place to a place where it did. Mm. Um, and it was, just, it was a total shift. It was like, was like my world completely opened up when I moved to Austin. It was it was a completely different situation, and um, so yes, I was 25 years old, and I just decided I was gonna I was gonna start this business, and there was no internet at the time, so I had mm. to do the old school uh, marketing methods, which mm. <laughs> I, I love to tell the story of my marketing methods because mm. now I'm thinking wow, you know, it worked, you know, it yeah. did work. Yeah. Um, I created this like grid on a piece of paper, uh, not using a computer, like using my <laughs> pen and paper, created a grid. And I was like, I went through the yellow pages and I identified all these nonprofit organizations I was going to target. Mm. And then I had like this whole like, okay, first I'm going to send them a letter. And I went, I did not have a computer, didn't have a car. I didn't have any credit cards. I didn't have any money. I didn't have a spouse. I didn't, I mean, I didn't really have anything, but it was kind of like, well, I had nothing to lose. Right. So mm. I went, I would go to the public library. I use their typewriters. I would type up my marketing letters on the typewriters. If I made a mistake, I'd have to start off. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yes. Yes. And so I would send out like the prospect, you know, introducing with my brochure and my card and, and then I'd follow up with a call. And then I also would set out, um, I had two weeks out of the month. I had a part-time job where I worked two weeks out of the month and then I had the other two weeks to dedicate to my business. Mm. And, um, I would get on a bus, I would create my, a, a little map for myself, sort of a route. Of, right. I would identify like, like, I don't know, five nonprofits. For a day let's say and I would hop on the bus and it was not a very good bus system I think it's still not a very good bus system and you could get you know in the hundreds in the summer so you might be out there like just dripping with sweat waiting for the bus and <laughs> going in and trying to be presentable it was kind right. of funny mm. um, so I jump on the bus and I would hit all these nonprofits I get off I get I walk in I'd say I introduce myself I try to talk to the director and, you know, do my little, like, here's my brochure and my card and here's what I do and here's how I can help you. And, you know, did that for a good long time. And, you know, it, it wasn't a quick, like, a quick, um, all of a sudden everything hit and happened. It wasn't that at all. It was very much a slow burn. It took a long time. I, you know, I struggled a lot <laughs> until finally I got a break around year three where I just made some really important connections, like really important. One was a client that I worked with for like 22 years, solid. I mean, it was a long-term working relationship. And right. um, 
that I had another that I worked with for 14 years. So it was, it was developing those sort of critical relationships that I think was the, um, the turning point mm. um, when everything, everything turned around and, and started to, you know, go up right. <laughs> instead of flat. Instead of flat. Um, and so that was really, really exciting. And um, so, yeah, just the, the gratification of starting a business and then seeing it actually succeed was pretty awesome. Right. And I'm always keeping that, that in my mind now, starting the second business, because right. it's like, well, okay, Mar Margaret, you did this. You've done this before. You can do this again, right? So what's like, different now, Margaret? So what, what would you say is different now? Well, you know, it's really different. Just the fact that everything is so much more online. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm building, it's, it's all online as opposed to all offline. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's just a whole like new language to learn for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause I was accustomed to working with people, you know, that I could actually physically go and have a meeting with them and like we could plan and I could be in the same room with them. And so I was really accustomed to that. We couldn't do and what we're doing now back then, you know. There was none of this back then. No, there's none of this back then. I'm in China, so. in, in Kunshan, you know, and you're in, <laughs> you're in your home in Texas. In Iowa, unfortunately. Sorry, now you're in Iowa, yes, <laughs> in a small right. town in no. Iowa. I forgot, I forgot you moved. Oh, good Lord. But, yeah. but the sheer oh. fact that we can do this, it speaks volumes about technology and how much things have changed, right? Absolutely, and in so many ways, it's it's... It's awesome, mm. but it's also very challenging because there's so many like nooks and crannies. There's so many things to figure out and yeah. um, things to learn. And uh, um, that I think it's the, the learning curve, I think has been a lot steeper. Mm. I mean, cause I feel like before I, it was more intuitive. It was more like, this is what I'm gonna do. I just kind of acted on, you know, and this is, is so much more like, oh, but I first, before I do this, I need to figure out how to do it Absolutely. <laughs> because there's so much more technical aspects. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, so that's been kind of challenging for me. Um, and let's see, I mean, I think there's a lot of parallels. I think that, that it, the same is true now that relationships are key and yeah. developing those, those key relationships Absolutely. Um, yeah. is central to building a successful business. So I really yeah. feel like, you know, that's something I'm, I'm working on. Um, business is all about relationships. I know people think it's, oh, it's the product and it's what you're selling and da, 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 but mm -hmm. you really don't have a business if you don't have relationships. You need relationships to do everything and relationships create more relationships and more relationships and you can't build any kind of successful business if you don't have good relationships, especially if you're trying to build Absolutely. a sustainable business. And I think um, that's why if you're not, if you're not someone that's not, comfortable um, getting to know people if you don't have that emotional intelligence how to develop good relationships healthy relationships you know not someone who just thinks okay what can I get from you but more of what what can I offer you you're, offer probably, you. you're probably not going to do well at business you'll you'll do well for the short term but not in the long run right exactly yeah, yeah for sure I think um what about I was going to say for example with me but let me say it this way. What do you think about stuff like, you know, because we're, we're, our audience are, are women who are just starting out in business. What would you say is the main difference in terms of having a strong sense of self now versus when you were 25 and starting this business and, and confidence and, and 
you know, the soft skills as they're called and things like that? Um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's absolutely essential. And I think, I mean, again, going back and being 25 and, and uh, I mean, I was just, confidence was not an issue. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 <laughs> sure. What the heck? Hubris. I can do this. Hubris. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, later on, I, I, I think there's a, I, I think as we get older, and, and maybe I should just speak for myself, but you know, there's just more baggage. There's more stuff. And um, mm. I feel like, yes, confidence and, and sense of self are, are both essential. But I think, I think I struggled with it a little bit more than I did when I was 25. Mm. I think because by the time as we age, we, we become more bow, bow beaten, brow beaten, brow beaten, <laughs> yes. um, for lack of a better term. And we have a lot of experiences under our belt and we can either use those experiences to empower us or to, to, to and embolden us or to, to plant fear. And sadly, many of us, it, it becomes a fear thing and we, Mm. we don't realize that our experience is our power our knowledge is our power and everything we've been through is our power but you know it, it, it takes time to get there yeah yes but I, I can only speak for myself as well when I say that starting this platform um I started this platform a year ago I'm what am I saying three years ago when I was 37 and I haven't I'm not I haven't officially launched it as a business until and we'll do so this year at age 40. And I think um, doing this now versus, say, when I was 21 or 22, there's a huge difference in, in the woman that I am and the person that I am and the things that I value in my mindset, in my experiences. I have a very strong sense of self. You know, I'm willing to commit the time and energy required, whereas, you know, when I was 21, I probably would have kind of dibbled and dabbled a bit. So I think um, mm -hmm. for me, it's, it's more about knowing who I am, knowing what I want. And I have an intense amount of focus on this that I probably wouldn't have had at 21 or 22 because I was just trying lots of different things to kind of figure out what I don't like. Right. And my, my, my kind of belief in what I'm doing is unshakable. So like when I was 21, if somebody came to me and said, oh that's not going to work. I, I, I did have the arrogance like, yeah, who do you think you are? It's going to work right. <laughs> kind of thing. They, that hubris was there, but now it's more like a quiet thing. Like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know why I'm doing this and I'm doing it for this particular reason, as opposed to, I need to prove it to you, you know, right. that I can do it. Right. So I think that's for me, that's, that's the biggest difference in now versus, versus then. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the experience. So is it much more enjoyable for you now? Are you kind of enjoying it much more now than when you were younger, when you, you couldn't really smell the roses because you were just on the, the hamster wheel of do, 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 do all the time? Um, you know, um, that's a tough one. I, I actually, I'm, I'm surprisingly <clears throat> into like the social, like I really like the, the other business aspect of actually being face to face with people like mm. in the same room. And I, I really love that. And it is something that I miss. I mean, yes, we could kind of create, you know, we have Skype and zoom and all these things and it's, it's, it's great, but it's just not the same. And I really feel like yeah. there's something, there's a little bit of something missing for me and I'm just adjusting. I'm adjusting to it. I think of, of trying to get used to this, 
new way yeah. the new ways that we communicate and uh but i can't help but being partial to just the old way of communicating with people <laughs> yeah and, and you're not the f first person that i've heard say this and i think what a lot of people do is that's why they have they go to they join co-working spaces and they join mm -hmm. networks and organizations and clubs where they can meet other entrepreneurs or, or solopreneurs or whatnot because they need that connection some people really need that or you know they make sure that they have like i know a lot of people who have um service-based businesses and they make sure they have a certain amount of time that they dedicate to their clients so if it's once a month mm -hmm. we have to have a face-to-face -face meeting and talk and really catch up and and so on and so forth so people 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 are um targeting that in different ways because i think it's something a lot of people want even younger people i think the human nothing replaces human connection yes agree yeah um even in this day and age we we're human beings and our desire is to to connect that's what it that's one of the the things um that's what it means to be human that's one of the reasons we're human right because we want to connect yeah and we want to have some depth in our lives and um you can't really have that depth if you're not if you're not physically going out there and meeting people right right yeah. so what yeah. about, what about transforming misfortune into a new business opportunity would you like to speak to that yourself your experience yeah yeah i would um so I, I touched briefly on this, the process. It was actually a lot longer, more painful process than I, I suggest. It went for two, two years was we searched um, or tried to find a place and, and did some fits and starts. Like we went and scouted out one place and was like, oh no, this is not the place. Yeah. And, you know, and then, and then it became sort of like, we were so determined to move out of the city we were at, mm. that it, that became the, you know, the most important thing, you know, was just getting out. So that kind of like clouded, I think clouded the judgment. Mm. Um, and, you know, so, so this, the move was, was kind of forced, I think, you know, that the idea was to get out of where we were at all costs, really. Yeah. And, yeah. and really it was, a, it was a matter of like, going from the frying pan into the fire because honestly this place is is scarily similar to where where we came from <laughs> mm. yeah <laughs> and in not a good way and um so so we, we we found ourselves in this place in this very small town it's it's very mm, not very open to outsiders most of the people here have been here all their lives mm. most people here are related to each other in some way or another mm. um, and it's just it's 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 the culture here is so not what is us it just mm. does not match with who we are mm. and um, it's been a really it, it's been horrible and it's been interesting and um, you know it's really what it was is, is it made me go you know, how did this happen? How did we, how did this, how did we end up basically where we just were, but even worse because it's smaller, you know, mm. it, it's, everything is magnified when it's smaller. Mm. And, um, and so it's just sitting and, and sort of studying the situation for a while. It's like, well, how did this happen? And what did, what did we do wrong? And was it, all just being stupid or whether some other things involved 
And so really, I, I totally went back to the scene of the crime. Mm. Um, and I went back to like, well, what was I doing? Where was I looking? You know, what, what, what exactly was going on that I wasn't aware of at the time? But now that it's, you know, past, I can go back and look and sort of sift through the rubble and see what happened. And I realized, you know, it was like, man, there's just a whole bunch of crap online mm. and none, none of it's very, you know, clear. It's, it, there's just a lot of conflicting information. There's a ton of opinions. Mm. There's a ton of lists like, oh, this best place list, like which are a bunch of hooey and, mm. um, you know, things like discussion boards where people are all talking about, you should move here, you should move here, this place is awesome. And I realized, you know, this is the problem. This is the mm. problem because mm. where we choose to move, what we need in a place is so subjective. It's, 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 it cannot be from one person to another. It is so different. And that the problem is everybody's being thrown into this one basket. Like we're all just going to you know, read these lists and these discussion boards and, I don't know, magically come up with the right answer, which is not possible because there's just nothing there to help people figure out their own way. Mm. And so that's when I realized it's like, we need a system here. We need a system that can be a sort of a roadmap to help people get from where they are to where they want to be in an efficient way and um, a methodical way, very deliberate, and um, in a way where they're not going to get all caught up in the, in the nonsense that yeah. is all over the internet. Um, so really sort of creating a, a road, that, a very specific road that people can take where they won't be detoured off, you know, off into the you know, off-road area. <laughs> that yeah. We'll keep to the path and we'll get them where they want to go sooner and successfully right right definitely definitely mm. so tell us a little bit of a little bit about the, the services that you offer specifically like what I know we know what harvest moon coaching is we know why you started it we know how you came about you've told us about Iowa um, obviously I guess you're in Iowa now because of uh, your is it you had to move there because of a new opportunity or this was the, um, this is, I'm still in the unfortunate place where we moved. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, oh, okay, um, got it. Got it. Yeah. So believe me by choice, I, I, we would not be here um, now, but, but mm -hmm. that in a little bit, we will move. But, but, but it's right that, now it's that compromise you make, I guess, you know, when you're married and your husband has an opportunity or your wife has an opportunity, you know, you, you got to think about the future and what you want to do. And I guess that's what you're doing now. Well, right, yeah, well, right now, I mean, we just, neither one of us had a job here. Neither one of us had any pull here. We just made a bad decision. We made a really stupid decision because we'd honeymooned in the Midwest and we got some kind of romantic idea about what it would be like to live in the Midwest and only to find that, you know, it's really not at all our cup of tea. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> once we got here so it was really just a bunch it was a comedy of errors is what it was and um mm. so I do believe we 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 are where we are for a reason and that there's something to be gained out of this some kind of personal um 
learning experience or something and you probably won't realize it until you've moved on to your next location why you had to be in that place for that time because sometimes well, I know why yeah I needed I needed to create this business and if I Definitely. hadn't had this nightmare experience I would not have ever even thought of this business idea so that's the whole misfortune thing it's like yeah we really stepped in it big time made this yeah. huge mistake got stuck in this place where we really should not be but out of it came this this idea so I mean I see that yeah it had to happen and you know even though it sucks I'm glad it happened because if it hadn't happened I would not have this business and also I think when you're when you're with your partner husband boyfriend whatever it is and you're in these very small um, tight-knit communities spaces whatnot it, I think it forces some, some, it puts some pressure on the relationship and it forces you to grow mm -hmm. and it makes you, it makes you closer because you have to come closer together to kind of yes. deal with what you're dealing with. Whereas if you were in a big city like London, Paris, New York, San Francisco, what have you, you there would be more distractions and um, it forces you to even look at your own flaws in your relationship and, and, and on, on your, yourself as an individual as well. Yeah. Absolutely. It really does shine the light on all that. Mm, mm, yeah. So yes. So can you tell us about your services and what specifically you offer your client? Or maybe you'd like to talk us through what, what a client, your first client meeting would be like and, and some, you know, that kind of thing. I, I'm happy to share the process because it's, it's pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty simple. Actually, um, mm. it, I took something very complicated and tried to make it simple. Um, so really, the way it starts is like this. Um, the whole idea before you even start is, okay, well, the first thing you want to not do is you want to stay off the internet before, before we actually get established what you want. So where we start is with a, what I call a guided visioning um, session, and that is basically looking through your past and present experiences with place, um, mm. what, it, what you liked and didn't like, what you remembered, what, and then we look for patterns. And um, then I have what I call a community features cheat sheet, which is all of these different, um, you know, weather, um, topography, population size, and then it goes all through housing, economy, culture, social. It has all these different categories. And what we do is um, my client will choose, um, there are three, three of the features are what I call universal features, and that's what everybody chooses. They choose weather, topography, and population size. And then there's five more where I have people prioritize, like what is most important to you? What do you need to have where you're gonna live? And so we come up with what I call an ideal place profile based on what they must have and then five things they must not have. So mm. it's basically we're creating sort of their criteria for when they do go online to look, um, mm. that they actually have a very specific um, definition, uh, very specific qualities that they're looking for in a place. And mm. so they know exactly what they're looking for and that doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, cut them loose to go online because I still feel like just sending somebody online 
with no guidance is still dangerous. Um, mm -hmm. So what I've done is I've created what I call, and it's sort of a, a companion piece to the, the Community Features Cheat Sheet, and I call it an online resources cheat sheet. And what it is, is the whole idea, the whole problem is so many of the websites have um, bias. You know, they have people's opinions, they have, you know, public, public, you know, polls and surveys of what people think and where they think you should move and blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff that I, I really think is, is detrimental to a person's search. Mm. So the sites that I send people to are, they're, they're each, each feature has a site linked to it. So like you don't have to worry about having to venture online and maybe getting sucked into the vortex. Mm. I, um, it, I send people directly to like the, the places to gather the data. So really, while we're doing here is we focus on the science because the way I see it is it's, there's an art and a science to relocating. And the art is, you know, beginning, you know, you're tapping in to your, you know, inner stuff. You're mm -hmm. doing kind of a strategic planning process with your personal life and how it relates to place. Mm. And um, that's sort of like the intuitive, that sort of tapping into feelings and, and all that stuff. And then we move into like science, like we're going to collect data and so and then we're going to analyze it and then we're going to evaluate based on our you know analysis and so I created sheets to help gather and organize the information I have the sites to direct to, get, to gather the information and then what we do is we look at what I calling you know your top 10 list not anybody else's <laughs> yeah and um, and then they choose three um three places that have, like just rise above the rest. And yeah. then what we do is we work through and come up with a scouting visit plan mm. because you've got to go in person to the place. I mean, they're yeah. just, there's, you cannot move to a place sight unseen. That's just not recommended. So what we do is we create a plan, a very specific plan of where, you know, where they're going, exactly what they're going to explore, who they're going to talk to, you know, things they're going to do, actually map out exactly what they're going to do on their scouting visit so that they're able to gather all the information they need in wow. order to detailed. make that decision. Yes, it's very detailed. Mm. But it's still simple. I tried to keep it still simple while being detailed. Very interesting. Very interesting. Okay. Great, great, great. So now that we know what exactly it is um, that you do and how you do it, um, I think it's now appropriate to discuss exactly how a change of place can change uh, a person's life. So you have a client that's coming to you and, and a potential client coming to you and saying, you know, um, let's say I had a bad breakup or um, I got fired from my job or whatever it is. I just need to start fresh. I need to start new. Um, and you say to them, okay, everything you just explained and you take them to the process. What do you think a change of location might do for their life? Whew, I think the possibilities are endless, actually. Um, I mean, when you think about it, where we live, it affects, you know, the people we meet. It affects our relationships. Mm -hmm. um, it affects the kind of work we do. Mm -hmm. um, it affects um, really how happy we are. I mean, do we have everything around us that we need to, you know, that meets our needs that we feel like, you know, we're happy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it could be anything from, 
finding a circle of people that, you know, you didn't previously have, like you moved to a place and all of a sudden, oh my gosh, there's people who totally get me. Or oh God, yeah. um, there's we all kinds of cultural opportunities, don't we? Yeah, yeah, we do. And, and, and so I feel important. like, I feel like so people, I see a lot of people settle for just the crowd. Mm. And I think it's mm-hmm. so important for preservation of self and mental health. I think people underestimate mental health here that you not yeah. settle for just the crowd. You really need to find, you know, the cliche, your tribe, because people, not everyone's going to get you and not everyone's going to like nope. you. But when you find the ones nope. that do, I mean, they were a blessing. And sometimes that takes time, you know, and just to kind of get into a new situation a new location and settle for the people who are immediately around you knowing that you've got nothing coming with them where they won't get you it's just you're just ruining your own mental health because they're just gonna not get you they're gonna judge you they're gonna criticize you it's not gonna Uh work it's not gonna work exactly exactly yeah 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 so i mean i really think there's an endless number of ways that changing place can change your life i mean it's 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 opening the door for any number of things to happen, whether it's meeting new people, having new business opportunities, um, having the opportunity to go places you weren't able to go before because you're in a place that's closer to cooler places to go. I mean, there's so many things that could happen as a result. And I feel like when you move to a new place, you, you get a chance to start all over again and become a new person. And, Absolutely. And, and you get to reinvent yourself and you get to explore and, learn a little bit more about you, who you are and you, you kind of add layers or, or I like to call it, you get to wear a new pair of eyes and you get to see life <laughs> through another perspective, you know, and um, yeah. that's really important. But what I think is unfortunate and I don't want to get off topic, but what's something I've observed is that people relocate, but they just, they only um, socialize with people who are from the same country as them or have the same uh-huh. background as them. And there's no growth in that. I mean, there's no point in moving a completely new place and then you just hang around the same exact people like it just it's it's it, like what's the point <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you don't grow that way no but you know i'm learning that um travel and relocation for everyone is not growth and i, I you know it's not always about that for some people for some people it's just a practical choice or it's you know, they needed to make the money and, and whatnot. But obviously you're working with people who are choosing to move and who yes. are looking for a lifestyle change. You're not working with people who, are, who have to move because of a job or, or whatnot. That's exactly right. Mm. And um, there's already relocation people who work with people who work for corporations. But, but there isn't anybody who works with other people who aren't with corporations who just want to change, who want something different. Yeah. What do you, what do you, from your experience with your clients, what would you say is the, the number one reason people are, people look to move, to relocate? Um, you know, <laughs> weather is a big one. Um, weather is mm. a big one. Mm. Weather and people. Weather and people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that living in London for as long as I did, a lot of people left London because of the weather. It's like, oh, it's so. But I think London's such a dyna- the dynamic city that it makes up for the bad weather, the grey weather. Yeah. And you get, you get kind of get used to it. And people, yeah, I think, um, you know, people can make everything or they can ruin everything. Sadly. <laughs> true. So true. <laughs> 
and I and, and and you can only block people out and avoid people for so long. So long. And then after a while, you're just like, oh God, I need to get away. You know. <laughs> yeah. What about exactly. like what about things like divorce and you just want a fresh start or someone passed away that was close to you and you want to move on or what about things like that? Do people move for those reasons? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think the most common ones though are weather and people. Wow, interesting. Interesting, interesting. So, now that we've gone through all of 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 sort of the different areas. Um, what's next for you based on what we've discussed? Um, what's next for me is to keep on keeping on, keep building this business. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think a direction I'd really like to go is um, in, in sort of developing a course because I really think it, it fits well with this because I'm sort of teaching a method mm-hmm. and I think it would lend itself well to sort of um a course experience but I'm I'm sort of still working on that one okay great 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 so when you do get to that point you'll have to come back on the podcast and share with us share that experience I would love to Joanne I'd love to absolutely so what um parting words do you have for our listening audience today what would you like to leave them with what inspiring words or or, you know, just bits of information would you like to give to them? Um, I would just like to say to not give up. You know, I think it's easy to get discouraged. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, it's difficult and, and there are so many challenges and there can be days where maybe you just want to go, throw in the towel. But to, to just keep at it, you know, and, and if something's not working, well, just look for other ways, you know, because there's going to be a way that works. And, and, and if one way is not working, that's just telling you to try to look for other ways. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Every problem has a solution. I think so too. I think so too. That's such good yeah. advice. That's such practical advice. So you really have to keep at it. I think sometimes my observation is that people give up too quickly, yes. you know, and yes. They think everything's going to happen overnight. You know, sometimes you tell people you've been working on something for five, six years and they're like, oh my God, that long? And you haven't done that. And you're like, hello, what are you talking about? Like, it's- <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But I think because maybe they don't have experience with, with business or maybe I think a lot of people don't realize how, how much commitment it requires. I mean, the biggest, most successful businesses in the world were not overnight successes. They were underground for sometimes 7, 10, 15 years before they became the powerhouses that we know them to be today. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. keep on keeping on and, and great don't advice. give up. And don't give up. And, and you know, even if, even if it doesn't work out, what, what usually happens is that something else comes out of it that's that's yes. then your thing, your calling, or or it transforms in in an, in a way that you didn't think would have happened, or or something like that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, um, is there anything that you are looking for at the moment? Anything you need help with, or maybe you're looking to collaborate with someone, or anything that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um. I, I love collaborating anytime there's an opportunity. Um, maybe sort of a joint venture opportunity would be awesome. Like mm. any, any sort of shared um, 
any anybody who I could help their audience and they could help mine. Um, yeah, that that would be wonderful. So ideally, who who would be your best collaborators? Like who would complement what you do? What kind of businesses? What kind of individuals? I think um, I'm thinking like life coaches are, mm. are some a group that because they have a lot of clients who are in transition and part of that transitional thing could be, you know, that relocation could be something that yeah. is on their radar. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. It's a tough one. Maybe like financial planners um, mm-hmm. for people who I don't know, they're getting, they're, they're thinking about their retirement or maybe they're wanting to retire early and they want to move someplace where they can, you know, be happy, retired early or whatever. Um, mm. So I'm, I'm actually trying to think of some sort of different, what would be all sorts of different possible collaboration. Even, even travel companies, because sometimes you, a hospitality company, you travel to a place and you love it so much, you realize, oh, I want to move there, you know, or you want, or, or you want to just, um, be someone that tries a place for a year or something and you 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 learned about that place first because you went there on holiday so like travel mm. short-term travel companies that find places for people to live for short-term stays that may also be helpful too yeah oh, that's a good idea yeah there's the opportunities are endless they are <laughs> Yeah. And I think mindset, mindset is a big part of it. As long as you have got the mindset that you are going to be successful at whatever it is you take on and you're going to do whatever it takes within reason um, and legally (laughs) to be successful, successful, then you will be. And, um, you know, everyone's got their time. For some people, it's two years. For some people, it's 12. For some people, it's 20. But everyone's got their time. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. When, when things when things work out. So um, let's hope that you someone's listening in and they're looking for someone that's doing the work that you do. Like I said, I've never met someone that does such a, a specific offers such a specific um, relocation service. So it's I'm quite intrigued by it actually. So um, is there a lot of competition in 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 the area that you're in the industry you're in? No. Mm. I, I think it's it's pretty much new frontier. Um, oh. I mean, I've tried I've tried to find other people doing it, but I I haven't been able to, and that's why. I mean, I couldn't find it when I was looking. I didn't see anything out there to help me, and there were no coaches who helped with what I. I was like, I would love to talk to somebody about this stuff. I'm got I'm in the, I'm in this bubble right now, and I'd love to talk to somebody. And there's nobody out there, and so I'm trying to fill a need fill a need that was currently not being met. I can relate to that because when I when I was um, contemplating leaving my corporate job and I started, I, I, you know, this idea just randomly popped in my head. I was always sort of looking for groups, networks, organizations, but I didn't really find what I was looking for. And I think what we fail to realize is that when we're looking for it, other people are too. So uh-huh. you you start something on a whim, not realizing what it's going to become, but you do it anyway and, and you end up... Um, transforming yourself and and creating yeah. something interested in, in in the process right yeah it's very exciting it's very exciting it is super exciting well i just want to acknowledge you for all the work that you are doing and for the work that you have done um it's it's really exciting to hear about harvest moon coaching 
and I hope that um, where you are now, um, once you do move on from it, that you're able to reap all the benefits of actually having to be in that place, if that makes sense. <laughs> yes, it does. Thank you so much, Joanne. And, and um, I so appreciate everything you do and this, this wonderful service that you're providing. Yeah, we all need a Harvest Moon coaching in our lives. I think we all need someone to talk to when we're transitioning or when we're going through change. And maybe that thing we need to do is relocate. And you're helping people to live their best lives. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag live your best life. Okay, one last thing, one last thing. So before you go, where are some of the best cities to relocate to, um, whether in, in your native U.S. or abroad? Where should people be going to? Uh, see, that's something that it goes contrary to my philosophy <laughs> because every, everybody has their own thing, so I can't, I'm not, I can't I say that. That, I that, that would be... <laughs> <laughs> Because my, you know, what, what one person's idea of a great place is another person's dump. So I, I know, I know. I can't even begin to give you a list. <laughs> you know, as long as I can escape into the mountains or the bushes or, or to a beach, just <laughs> anywhere where I can get my, pick my flowers because I'm obsessed with flowers and plants and, you know, put my feet in the earth. I am uh -huh. happy. I'm happy. And that could be a park in the middle of the city as long as I can sit there and smell you know I love that smell of fresh raw dirt I mm, love that smell it's wonderful I love the smell of you know there's a smell that comes out of like water flowing over rocks for a really mm -hmm. yeah I just I need that and um yeah I need that to survive if I if I don't get out into nature for like a day for a few days I get very cranky and odd yeah <laughs> Very odd, very odd. It's my fuel, so I know I need that. So I could, I could live in any city that offers that offers me that. <laughs> well, you should be pretty easy to police then. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, I don't. But that said, I I probably wouldn't do well in um you know a city that offers that. But then there's a lot of like say traffic and you know and and a lot of pollution and, uh -huh. and things like that. I mean, where I live right now, there is, you know, being in China, there is an element of pollution, but I think it depends on where you are in the country and um, you, can, you can kind of avoid it. So it just depends. Right. It really depends. But I'm thinking about Iowa and I'm thinking about you in Iowa and I'm sure there's some nature trails out there, some hiking and stuff like that. The Midwest is known for that, you know, hiking and that kind of thing. Really? Isn't it? I didn't know that. I, well, I don't know. I know Iowa's known for corn. Um, <laughs> and the field. And, and pigs. There's like seven times more pigs than people here. Oh my days. My <laughs> word, really? I had no idea. That's such a random Seriously? fact. That's such a random fact. That's very bizarre. Very bizarre. So where can we reach you? Would you mind giving us your email address, your website, um, your social media? Where can we contact you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, you can reach me by email at margaret at harvestmooncoaching.com. Mm. Um, my website is www.harvestmooncoaching.com and I also have a free quiz um, and it's called a place personality type quiz and it um, is like a 20 question really simple 
what what's most important to you and it will tally up your score at the bottom and tell you if you will be happiest in a city suburb small town or the countryside mm, I'm coaching.com forward slash free quiz free quiz and do you offer this service globally or are you just based in America I plan on expanding um, I'm piloting it in US and Canada and sort of you know getting it, getting everything worked out before I expand to other countries. Yeah, of course, of course. Because I guess there's an element of research that has to be done before you can start yeah. including other Yeah. Countries. Oh, yeah, I'd have to do the whole resource guide for every country. So I'm, I'm starting here, and then I will gradually expand. Well, that is brilliant, Margaret. And thank you so much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure to have you on. I look forward to having you on again and hearing more about your venture. It was really great hearing about your transition, about the, building your second business now at age 50, your transformation, and, and what you're doing right now to help people live um, a higher quality uh, of, of a life. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Joanne. I so appreciate your having me on your show. Yes, absolutely. Anytime. So that's it, lovely ones. So I hope that you have enjoyed the conversation and you know where to reach Margaret and um, you've learned a lot about her business and her story. And I know I have. And Margaret's got me thinking about a few things, but we'll discuss that offline. <laughs> it's always <laughs> interesting to talk to people because my brain starts buzzing. So I'm sure you've got a few things as well. So please feel free to email her, drop her a line, get in contact, or email me at mainbirdsecretbirds at gmail.com. And do look for the podcast at secretbirdshq.com, as well as on iTunes slash secretbirds and on SoundCloud. So until next time, rare ones, bye for now. Bye, Margaret. Bye. Bye, Joanne. Bye-bye.